Hello from beautiful Atlanta. This is your host, Lauren Leslie, with the Design Tribe Podcast. This is the podcast version of my Facebook Live series hosted over in the Design Tribe Facebook group. We'll be discussing all things related to textile design, circus pattern design, and other art and design topics. If you'd like to join the Design Tribe, you'll get to interact with me on live video and ask questions. To sign up for the live calls, go to laurenlesley.com slash webinar dash series. And Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. All right. Thanks for connecting with the Design Tribe. Let's start the conversation. Hey guys, we are diving into part two. This was a really long episode, so if you missed part one, make sure to check out the last episode before we resume here. Do you have any other tips or advice on the quality of design uploads? What's, what's your cat called, by the way? <laughs> She's Luna. <laughs> Luna? We've got a cat called Luna. <laughs> very, very good. very good. She's an old lady cat. She's 14 and a half. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, okay, so tips on for designers. Basically, um, yeah, quality quality sells. That's that's you know we all know that. Um, make sure designs are fault free. There's no repeat errors um, in the in the repeat tile. No messy um, edges or, or you know messy um, design lines or whatever. I know recently I had someone we had to give a refund because of. Uh, really nice design but when you zoomed in the actual lines weren't connected or you know it just a bit it wasn't up to par the the design so make sure that they're they're good quality um make sure the files are organized well in the in the vector or in the psd so you know there isn't like i don't know um, 25 layers of just mess all over the place make sure they're they're sort of the elements are uh, professionally layered. That's a that's a, a, a big um, yes for, for when you're uploading. Um, make sure, you know, I'm gonna keep banging on, make sure they're commercial and they're on trend, you know, um, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be a, a, a yes for the, you know, all designs are, it, it's not done by computer, all designs that are uploaded are, are viewed by our um, experienced uh, uh, moderation team. So they look at the, the design, the quality, they look at the repeat, they look at the tags, uh, they look at the, they sometimes they spot check and download the file, make sure that there is layers, you know, isn't just two layers of, you know, um, uh, not good enough. Um, so yeah, we, we look at all designs. So it's a, it's a lengthy process, but we do want the quality to, to show through on, on the Pattern Bank Studio. So yeah, quality sells, that's what I'd say, you know, definitely, um, professional and quality designs uh, are good to upload frequent uploads i think i've said before um design design trends uh look at the runway think like a professional studio you know think is you know i know the designers on their own they're designing but think as though that they're they are a brand or they are a studio and how they would present their work and stuff um right. keep their profile yeah, I think designers a lot of times kind of, they don't know which site to be on. So they'll put two designs on Pattern Bank and three designs on Redbubble or a few designs on Etsy. And then they're kind of, you know, trying to test out a million different things. But like to your point, if you treat it like a studio and you just focus on one platform and, you know, definitely Pattern Bank is the best. <laughs> but if you focus on one platform, then you're going to see that growth and you're going to start to see sales coming in. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and we're not, we could, we could, you know, we're not saying that you just have to stay on pattern bank and you can't go anywhere else and stuff like that. We're not, we're not like that. You know, we want everyone to, to, to do well in in all areas, um, but just on pattern bank, just just make it make it the quality, the the professionalism, um, have a unique selling point. You know, um, I've worked for this uh, retail. Um, designer years ago um back in london red or dead he was one of his main things was um unique have a unique selling point so don't just copy everyone don't copy anyone anyway but don't just copy and do the same have your unique spin on it you know um if it's if floral painted florals are doing really well have your unique spin on on those florals you know so incorporate your own style so while we're on the subject of style, I just wanted to quickly tell you that I have a mini course that's totally free over on my website. It's called Art Style Secrets, and you get three free video lessons all about how to develop your art style. So if you're interested in that, go over to my website and check it out. The link is in the description. All right, let's hop back in. Yeah, so you stand out basically. Stand out from, you know, with style. Um... So that's, that's a key point. I think unique selling point with the trend and the quality, uh, you know, pointers that I'm talking about and the frequent uploads. I'd say unique selling point, you know, be be different, um, but commercial. Um, so you're you're looking like a professional studio, uh, your profile. Um, I've got down relevant titles that are, that are relevant. So when people are searching, um, so say if you've done a pineapple design, make sure you've got pineapple in the title so when we when they search it comes up um, use the tags use the keywords um, choose colors that you could see in production um, so that means that don't just pick some random colors of a design have a have a story you know have sort of you know whether you've seen it on the catwalk whether you've seen it on a really nice uh, um, art exhibition or, or something you know uh, think about color you know um, be subtle sometimes um, and play around with color um, so yeah just 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 color way think about color as your your designer as well uh, and then I've got go social um, at the end once you've uploaded your design it's been approved it's been earmarked as a editor's pics you know it goes in a, sec a different section it's been highlighted um, then go social you know Get yourself on Instagram and Pinterest and uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. You know, get your designs out there. You know, it's it's no harm in in spending 15, 20 minutes plugging your designs on your social, your professional social um, avenues um, and channels just to just to get the design out. And then we, you know, we'll also market it as well with our. Um, editors picks that we send out emails new arrivals uh, in the trend areas um, so yeah so so go social do you know which or do you have data on which social sites maybe bring in the most traffic to pattern bank um, i would assume it would be more instagram and pinterest maybe even also linkedin um, but do you have any stats on that Pin pinterest is massive for us uh, it's okay. a real puller of, of traffic and Instagram as well is is an amazing marketing uh, area for us. We're on 111,000 followers for, for Instagram and I think it's 5 million 
um, views on Pinterest or something. So mm-hmm. that's what you know. Once you once you get your site, you get your designs uploaded onto, onto Pattern Bank. Once then we put them onto the social areas, you're you you you're you're, you're global. Um, so. Okay, so once you upload a design to Pattern Bank and it's approved, does it automatically go on Pattern Bank's Instagram and social platforms, or do you need to like post it and then tag? No, we, we we post it. We post it. We 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 choose the strongest ones. Um, if they're trend right, if they're if they're worked into a trend, if they're editors' picks, um, if there are new arrivals that we think, oh, wow, that's an amazing design, then we will highlight those as a as a of an Instagram or a Pinterest. Nice. Okay, so you mentioned color. Um, so one of the other questions I had was, should artists be working with Pantone colors and you know, what color mode is recommended? Is it RGB or a hex code or CMYK if you're working you know, digitally? Um, well, we have, you know, we've got the, I think you were saying about the, also about the extra assets area that we, that we have. Um, there's a bit where you can add in extra assets. So, so once you've you've uploaded the, um, the the repeat tile and then the PSD, there's a there's a box where you can add in like scans of the the drawings and stuff like that, or new uh, uh, Pantone breakdowns or extra colorways. You can add those in, um, and they they're they're a real sort of pull for buyers. So um, as long as they're they're mentioned in the uh, description, um, they're an extra thing that you can that that can sell and get uh, more attractive to the buyer yeah i was definitely wondering about that within those sorry go ahead go ahead i was gonna say within those you can put in the pantone references because we do have buyers not every buyer but we do from time to time get buyers that say we're after the pantone references for these designs um and then we have to go back to the the designer and say can you break them into Pantone for us or or we'll take them on Adobe Color and try and break the, the colors down. But if you can, you know, um, add those in as an extra asset. Um, and when you're saying about Pantone, which which ones, I would say the Pantone, um, the, the T, the cotton breakdown uh, Pantone. Okay, so I think now they've changed it, but I think now it might be TPG. Yeah, something like um, that. I, I didn't know. I didn't want to say which one it was because I want. Yeah, <laughs> I used to work in TCX, which was yeah the cotton. But, yeah, yeah, but... that that one I think is probably the standard one that most people want. But any okay. co- any color breakdown Pantone would, is good is good really. Because most of your buyers are working with soft goods and textiles, so they want that textile you know pantone system because pantone has a lot of different systems if you're new or if you're a beginner pantone has you know systems for graphic designers you know systems for web designers things like that but most of the buyers on pattern bank are buying for soft goods and textiles so you want to be working in the textile system Um, and so yeah that question i was going to ask you like how important were those extra assets to clients and it sounds like they really like them but um it looks like on the you know on the listing they can't um, see the original drawings or the scans, um, so you know how much would do you think it affects their buying decision? And if they were between two designs maybe, and one had all these extra assets, would that help them make a decision? Yeah, I think so. You know, some designs are amazing, and they put down you know list down what what extra is in in the actual 
commercial license and it will say you know color breakdown pantone references it will say scans of the drawings it will say four extra colorways you know so for a buyer that you know that stands out a hell of a lot more than if it just says um no you know, no extra no extra details or anything or no extra files so it's definitely a plus you know if you can if you've done the if you've drawn the 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 uh whatever it is where you've got the sort of initial work if you've got that already scanned in it's no hassle to add it to the um the upload process and then mention it in the descriptions we are looking uh, again it's in development work that we're going to review but we're looking at possibly having some sort of preview of what you can see on the extra assets so so you'd be able to see what colorways and what extra scans and stuff like that so that's something that we yeah. we're reviewing um on this uh, the next stage of development work so it is yeah, something in there i think that would be helpful because um from i think from the designer's perspective it's like well, they can't see the colorways and adding color, you know, adding colorways is extra work. A scan isn't really, but, you know, colorways is extra work and we get paid the same, right? We're not getting paid any extra for extra colorways, but if it helps affect the buyer's decision to buy my artwork versus someone else's, then I might be willing to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or we look at like an extra tab where you have to click and it, you know, the, 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 the price goes up a little bit if you've got extra colorways, stuff like that, you know. So it's something, something that we've, you know, we're always evolving. We're trying to keep ahead of our competitors. So, yeah, it's something that we're 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 developing, and and we'll keep keep everyone posted about uh, on new developments. Great. So, according to your data, do vector or raster so, uh, files sell better on Pattern Bank? So, basically, you know, people who work in Illustrator versus Photoshop, or does it matter? Because I've seen some, you know, designers online talking about how you need to work in vector, but you know, I see other designers where, you know, maybe they're a watercolor artist, and that's really not an issue at all. So, do you see one selling better over another? Um. I was all for the vector side of things. You know, I, I love vector and, you know, uh, yeah. how you can easily change, change colors and, and, but, but all the buyers are different. You know, everyone's different. Some people want uh, to do it as a digital print. Some people want to do it as a screen print. Some people just send it to their printers and they just, the printers will sort it out and they don't care if it's, if it's vector or not, you know? So, um, we still love vector, you know. Um, I would say that seventy percent of our sales are sort of uh, PSD sort of uh, Photoshop files, and then you know thirty percent, thirty forty percent are vector. Um, they're still, you know, like I say, every buyer is different, and everyone wants something slightly different. Um, so vectors are still, you know, uh, they still rock. Um, and you know, if we see an amazing vector design and it, you know that's it, on the on the upload and new new arrivals and it's amazing we'll put it in editor's pick so we don't really it's just what the buyer wants you know and what they need for their end product right if yeah if someone's doing a digital print then it probably doesn't matter but um for certain companies they may only work in vector because they want the ability to scale up without losing quality and you know yeah i love vector too i started out as a graphic designer so <laughs> that's what i learned on um, okay, so 
Does Pattern Bake only accept repeat prints or patterns, um, or can artists also upload placement prints? Um, for example, you know, I mentioned I used to be an in-house textile designer and I designed a lot of rugs and pillows that simply had placement prints. Um, they didn't need to be in repeat. And in fact, my art director would often give the criticism um, that a rug looked, you know, too much like fabric, which meant, you know, it maybe looked too re repetitive or, um, you know, so repeats might not be ideal for, you know, maybe some home decor items or other, maybe even stationary um, in certain instances. Um, so. I guess the question is, can you upload both, or is one preferred over the other? You, you can. You can upload. We prefer, and I think our buyers prefer, um, that designs are in repeat format. So that, I think that is the preferred uh, purchase. But if a design is, um, if, it's in a, if it's for a placement, if it's, you know, it's been designed as a placement print, then you can click on the upload, you can click, placement print so we do offer um the, the examples where you can um, upload as a placement print but okay. the system works better with repeats and i think the buyers like um the repeats and if we if we see a design that's uploaded um in the moderation queue um and it's not in repeat but it looks like it should be in repeat we'll reject it and say this design should be in repeat you know um, whether design's been designers being lazy or you know not putting it into repeat, um, but I would say buyers, unless it's specifically for a placement, they want it in repeat. So I would say nine out of nine out of ten times, it's best to have it in repeat. Hey guys, real quick, sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to say if you like this podcast and you're getting something out of it, please consider supporting the show with a donation. This helps us stay ad-free and continue putting out free content for you. Head over to laurenlesley.com slash webinar dash series to support the show. And remember, Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. Even $5 goes a long way. All right, that's it. Let's dive back in. So other artists may wonder if they could ever sell an illustration that included, you know, several several supporting or maybe blender patterns on Pattern Bank to accommodate different markets. Like I think that's um, popular and you know stationary and things like that to maybe have an illustration and then some supporting patterns that went with it as a little mini collection. Um, would Pattern Bank ever, you know, maybe offer options like that? Um. Yeah, I think. Well, we we. Definitely, we'd. Um, is that the Is that you think you're talking about the actual credit in the design, or are you talking about? No, not yet. Um, I was talking about just having that optionality. So instead of only uploading, like, you know, maybe a um, a placement print that's just a, you know sold as a single file, or you know, a, a repeat pattern that's sold as a single file, you know, would Pattern Bake maybe offer an option that has a collection where it's a placement print or an illustration, you know, think of something that might go on um, a greeting card or, you know, a little illustration that had maybe some supporting or blender patterns that went with that illustration. Oh, I see, like a, like a little collection or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, isn't, it isn't in our uh, development plan, um, but it's definitely something we can, we can look at, you know, we, we definitely bring that up. Um, you'll th yeah, because we... You're talking about sort of having a 
a design collection so you could design so you could have a yeah we, we, it's something that we've talked about um and we need to we need to look at it look into it and see if it's if it's relevant and if the buyer would would be interested in buying that and then what license that would you know work out to be right because i guess the reason why i ask is because a lot of times at trade shows that's how artists will show their work as a collection and they'll sell the whole collection as opposed to just singles yeah 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 it's it's something we can it's definitely something we can look at but at the moment it, you know you i think focusing on your your um, design profile and getting that looking professional sure. is is the key key at the moment mm -hmm. okay so the wonderful thing about pattern bank is that artists don't have to make that big investment you know up front to go to a trade show um in order to meet clients and you know pattern bank just kind of serves as that platform where client you know it brings buyers and uh and artists together um you know, trade shows can be really expensive and it can take a lot of time to see a positive ROI or return on investment in order to do that. Um, but the downside of that for the artist is that they kind of remain anonymous on the site. I mean, you can see, you know, the artist profile and things like that, but in a traditional licensing contract, an artist, you know, can negotiate to have their name or brand um, on the product that's using their art. And so that kind of gets their name out there. Um, and companies, you know, such as Anthropology or Target will often do like an artist spotlight and do like an entire collection of products with that artist's work. Um, and so I guess my question is, would Pattern Bank ever consider adding, you know, another license that would give the artist a little bit more exposure to kind of the end consumer in both like retail and e-commerce um, worlds? Yeah, so it's something that we we have had buyers, you know, uh, contact us and ask for the designer names, and you know, we're we're, uh, you know, that they're okay to use that on the uh, be credited for the design and stuff like that, and we're completely cool with that. Um, having it down to the to linking it with a licensing deal where they're they're credited, yeah, we'd need to look into that. I think it's something that it's possible. It's possible. Um, but I think with how things are, we don't want it to get too confusing for the for the buyer. Uh, I think I think thinking about how the buyer will purchase um, is is key, and trying to keep it as simple as possible. Um, so yeah, something, something we again that we can look into, um, but not at the moment. Cool. Okay, so that is all of my questions for today, but we have a lot of questions in the comments. So if you're able to stick around a few more minutes, I'll go through some of those questions. I'll try, I'll try and ask a, answer a couple. Okay, cool. All right, let's... Is your cat still there? Yeah, she's here in my lap. She's joining the show. <laughs> okay, so... Um, one question is, yes, it would be great to upload... Or they, a comment... Yes, it would be great to upload designs as collections by the same theme or color palette. Um, Daniela asks, do Photoshop files need to be indexed? Mm, no, they don't need to be. No, okay. if, if they want, you know, again, they can add, add the indexed file to the extra assets. So they can do it as a basic um, Photoshop file and then they can index it and add that as a extra asset and then flag that in the description. Okay, and Heather asks, is it okay to work all on one layer? Mm, no. No. <laughs> That's what I thought. It, you know, I think design, certain buyers want certain things from prints and, you know, some buyers will just take the print and they'll just give it to their 
printer or factory and get them to sort it out. But sometimes they want to edit the color or they want to change the background or they want to remove a, I don't know, an element of the print. So that's why we think it's far um, more useful to give the layered file um, as much as possible in a, you know, broken down in a professional way so they can remove a certain flower or, you know, it doesn't have to be every element has to be separated out, but at least if there's some sort of, to, you know, elements together that they can remove or they can move slightly. Some some buyers want to do that, some don't. So we, we if possible, rather than just giving one flat Photoshop file, we want at least to be two or three layers so they can change the background or, you know, because some people work um, painterly watercolour and they might not be able to do, you know, 20 layers. They might just have like two, three layers. But as long as they can, the buyer can edit it somehow, because we, we do have it as a layered PSD when they, you know, that's how it's explained on the site. Does a vector or an AI file need to be layered by objects or by colors too? So, yeah, do AI files really need to be layered? No, no, I'd say, you know, as long as they're, as long as they're editable, that, that they're not just a, a, a traced, you know, um, trace scan or something like that as long as they're, they're editable uh, they can change the color quite easily if need be um yeah they don't need to be layered it's, it's however the the designer works but as long as they're 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 a professional sort of uh, vector file uh, uh that's that's what we're after right so for those of you who might not be familiar with vector you can really very easily just you know, select things with the magic wand tool. You know, you can select every color in the design, so layers aren't quite as important. But if you're in a raster file from Photoshop, it, you know, it's a lot harder to select something. It takes a lot more time. Um, so that's why having those layers, you know, kind of broken up, you know, makes it just a lot more quick for the buyer to edit things if they need to. Um, so Kathy asks, how do artists get paid? They get paid via PayPal at the end of the month. Uh, well, it's the 28th, I think they get paid. So we work from the 26th to the 26th. So um, basically at the end of that month, uh, they get a statement and they, on their profile, they'll, they'll see if they've sold, hopefully, you know, a load of designs. It'll come up on their statement that they're owed X amount. And then that money goes directly paid out on the 28th, I think it is, uh, 27th, 28th. Uh, of the month uh, directly to their PayPal account. Gotcha. So we used to do it. So they, as soon as a, uh, a design was sold, the buyer would get the money straight away. Um, but we actually had problems with that where, you know, if there was a, a refund or if a, a design a buyer came back and said, I, I, I don't, you know, this design's not good enough. Um, we had problems. So basically we did it at the end of the month, but Everyone gets paid at the same time. You get a statement on your profile explaining how much you've made, um, and that goes directly into your PayPal account. So it's, you know, it's fairly simple. As long as you've got a PayPal account that, that um, accepts uh, payments, then we can pay you. Okay, and Narissa asks, um, do designers get paid in British pounds on Pattern Bank? <laughs> they do, they do. Pounds, yeah, GBP, because we're UK. It has to be pounds. <laughs> That's nice for us in the U.S. It means you get paid a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so well, I'm, I'm hoping that you know most of the stuff that i've gone through there you know i think you know there's some key points commercial on trend quality design keep uh, frequent uploads you know um so your your designer profile is is always updated um yeah that's you know that's the the main thing make sure that the, the designs are, are good and um you're working to the trends i think that's the the key sort of points that i was trying to bring up yeah all of your advice has been incredibly helpful i think that you know, encouraging to des designers to treat it like a studio, like a, almost like a full-time job um, is really helpful because, you know, you can really, I mean, it's just, it's not that hard to grow. And you, when you know that designs are shown in chronological order, then you're more encouraged to upload more consistently. So Inga Design says, if for any reason an artist is refused, is it possible to get um, professional hints or feedback on how to improve or what to improve? So if you're rejected from the site, will they tell you kind of why and what you can improve on I guess is what she's asking yeah well, the, the thing is because we're global and we get you know hundreds every week of uh, <laughs> applications we can't go back to everyone and go you know try and try do some so it we unfortunately not um you know we don't have a a second sort of uh chance of getting in either so that's why at the beginning we talked about put your best work up front um, when you when you apply, um, and that's that's how you get in. You know, if you're not right, you know, sorry, but it's just how it's. We've we've got to look at what's relevant to our buyers. So, you know, like I say, if you're not right for us, I'm sure you're going to be right for another studio or another uh, marketplace that you can sell on. Um, but just might not be right for Patent Bank. Okay. Um, Anja asks, is Pantone a must or can designers work in RGB or CMYK? Uh, they can do, they can do. It's, it's an extra bonus if, if you can get the Pantone uh, within the files. I think, you know, buyers, you know, working in the industry, you, you get to know that you, you can't just give a... Uh, a file, a CMYK okay, file to a printer and go, uh, you know, just print that. And you need, in the process, you need to sort of um, match it up with Pantone references. So you, ne you know the color's going to be right because if someone's printing it um, halfway across the globe, you can't be sure that their printer's going to print out the same as you. So that's why Pantone is, is important to, to make sure color is right, you know. So if you can add the pantone if you can um that yeah that's 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 sort of uh, a professional way would be to 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 say included pantone colors as well right and that's interesting too and i'm sure it depends on the company but from an artist perspective they might assume that the whoever's buying their design might put their own colors on it anyway but if they're just buying it straight from you and printing it out it needs the colors need to be correct right and pantone is the best way to know if they're correct okay so another person asks please tell me more about light boxes on pattern bank light boxes yeah so we've got an area which our buyers use and also designers can use as well um where you can basically a bit like uh I think it was 
well, it's a bit like a, a, a Pinterest where you can create folders and and, and select um, designs that go in there. And it, we basically had it for des, uh, buyers for for them to create if they're working on a collection, uh, and they can basically create a light box of designs they like, um, and then they're they're stored in a uh, the light box section of the the Pattern Bank Studio, and they can actually share that light box with another. Uh, pattern bank user to check um, uh, the the designs they've selected. So it's it's like a you know it's like a storage area. Some people use it for um, you know inspiration sort of um, storage. Some buyers use it for you know building their collection to review with their with their um, their bosses or whatever you know in in a uh, in a meeting. Okay, and someone asks, have I understood right that the designer has rights to go through the application process only once? And I understood that as yes, only you have one chance. Unfortunately, right? we, we take it, you know, I know it's, we take it as in, it's a, as in a job interview. You know, if you were going to a studio, say one of the big studios and you went in and you showed your work and they said, sorry, but you're not quite right for us. That's, that's it, you know, um, I know it's harsh, but it's that's why it's so important to show your best work at the beginning. Um, and you know, if you want to work on, you know, if you really want to get in to Pattern Bank, look at the, you know, look at the work we've got on the quality of work, um, and you know, show your work to that to that quality. Because we could, we you know, we could let everyone on, but that would defeat the object of the curating Pattern Bank because our team who go through all the uh, design applications um, have got um, over 25 years of experience in, in design uh, and textiles. So we sort of know what's, you know, what, what is relevant and what sells. So that's, that's, right. ha- that's why we are, uh, you know, that's why we go through the process. Daniela asks, do we see who has bought our design so that we can see how the design has been used? <laughs> so, yeah, I think we picked up on this earlier. You get to you get the name of the person that's bought the site, but you can't get uh, more information. And at the moment, it's something that I'm going to bring up at our next development um, meeting. Um, and we are talking about updating the designer admin area. So it might be something that, that's linked in with that that you can see possibly uh, more information about who bought the design. But it's, it's something I need to look into. Yeah. Um, Electra asked, do designs need to be color separated too? And I think we kind of touched on in Vector No in raster or Photoshop files, that would probably be preferred or helpful. Yeah, again, color separate. Yeah, in Vector, no, you don't need to. But in the, uh, the PSD side of thing or the Photoshop side, if you can do a color separation file and add it as an extra asset, then that's a you know that's a, a that's a good um, positive thing for the buyer if they see that in the description. Okay, and Vibik asks, what about design protection um, or copyright? Yeah, copyright. We've we've had to go quite hard on copyright um, issues. Uh, again, you know. That's the whole thing of us being quite strict at the beginning, um, that we just want good designers. Um, and, you know, 99% of 
all of our designers on Pattern Banker, you know, they design with integrity, but then you get the 1% that maybe copy stuff. And so we have to be very, very, we are very careful on, on copyright. If we see anything that looks like it's been, um, there's any copyright infringement, then we will either, uh, you know, um, stop the, the designer, we'll, we'll, we'll um, actually disable them so they can't use Pattern Bank. Um, so yeah, copyright is, is, is a key factor that, you know, whatever you're uploading needs to be designed by yourself. You need to have the approval of any, if you've got any elements on there, they need to be 100% um, um, uh, okay for you to use. So we, we our main thing is to, to design as much as you can, you know, do your own work. Um, because it stops any copyright problems or, you know, anything like that. Right. And I think we touched on this earlier, but in terms of who owns the copyright, uh, if it's the non-exclusive license, the copyright stays with the designer. But if you're putting it as an exclusive kind of buyout, then once someone buys that design, the copyright goes to the buyer. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, Mompf asks, how is the price of the design set? Does the designer set his price? Sorry, I'm new. <laughs> no, they're, they're all set. We, we, we did have it at the beginning where you could choose different settings and stuff like that. But we basically, we look at it every year, but we, we actually set the price for the personal license, the commercial license, the commercial unlimited, and the uh, premium license. So they're all set for you. Okay, and Anja asks, do the designer have to copyright um, their designs before uploading? So I think the answer is no, and it probably depends on your country on if you want to, it, I mean, depending on the laws in your country. Like in the U.S., as soon as you create an artwork, you know, that copyright is automatically with you. You can still file with the copyright office if you want that extra protection um, just to make sure, but it does cost money, so most people don't do that. But depending on which country you're in, the laws may be different, but um, I'll let you answer, but I don't think you need to file. No, no, you don't need to file a copyright. As long as it's, you know, if it's created by you, like you like you said there, that is, you you own the copyright. As soon as you design the, the actual design, that's your it's like when you take a photo that you own that photo. So it's same with the design. You know, I pick up on the bit before copyright elements and infringement. That as long as you've not used anyone else's elements and stuff like that, um, then you, if you're created the design yourself, you own the copyright outright at the beginning. Okay. Sally says, what if someone buys the premium buyout and you have the design on a print-on-demand site? Yeah, that's not... not oh, that's not cool. good. <laughs> That you, yeah, you would be, uh, yeah, we would, we would, we'd probably email you and say that we're reviewing your account if if you did that. So that's why when we when I said before about having designs that are exclusive to Pattern Bank, um, yeah, that's why it, you don't want it to get messy. So design stuff for Pattern Bank and then design other stuff for other sites. That's what I that's what I'd say. Right. Don't put your designs on multiple sites. It's not good. <laughs> It kind of hurts the overall, you know, business as well. And, you know, if you want to do well on Pattern Bank, then Pattern Bank needs to be doing well as a company. So it all yeah, kind of goes, goes in the same bucket. Yeah. Right. Professional. Act professionally. Right. Okay. Any other questions, guys? I think we're about to sign off here unless anyone else has a last minute question. 
it's, it's time for me to have a beer, I think. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, uh, well, eight, 20 past eight in, uh, in UK, so. Oh, yeah, t- definitely time for a beer. Okay, one, we'll have one more question, guys, and then we'll let Neil go enjoy his evening. Um, Daniela says, what steps do Pattern Bank take to stop others from copying the uploaded designs? Well, we, you know, our upload process, you have to, you have to tick. I think it's like twice where all elements are, are, are correct, are done by you and you have uh, the authority to use any elements in there. So we put it down to the integrity of the designer to, to make sure that they're, they're working um, professionally um, and ticking those boxes. If we do hear of anything where someone's design has been copied um, on Patent Bank, then we just um, reject, we just uh, uh, disable that designer and they're gone. Yeah, I think she's worried. Some designers are worried about if they put their designs online that people will steal them or people will copy them. Okay, on that um, side of it, on, on that side yeah. of it, we have like, um, you can't download the files. They've got, um, on all the files, they've got a, uh, a quite intense watermark on the actual files. So even if they downloaded the file, they've got like a massive pattern bank um, sort of checky board with pattern bank scribbled all over it. So for that side of it, they, they can't, you know, they can't download the, uh, the artwork. Okay, gotcha. Well, Neil, thank you so much for coming on. It's been... That's all right. Thanks for having me. I hope I, did, I, hope I didn't bore everyone too much. No, I think... Thank you so much for listening to the Design Tribe podcast. I hope you enjoy the conversation today. And I hope you don't mind, but could I ask you for one tiny favor? Next time you're in iTunes, if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and a review, it would literally make my day. For real, it helps us get found so that other awesome people like you can join the conversation and connect with each other. And as a quick reminder, we go live with the video version of this podcast over in the Design Tribe Facebook group. You'll need to be on my email list to get notified of the live calls. Head over to laurenlesley.com slash webinar dash series to check out the free Facebook group and how you can become a member. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Talk soon.